we found out the underlying root cause of emotion problem is wrong view deeply and longly cultivated please give some suggestions examples of how to develop the new and right view within and outside meditation Well, yeah. it's kind of what we've been doing for the last few days. So, um, the examples are in your in your practice, should be in your practice, is why I'm focusing on chitta and intentionality is because um, it's through not noticing this or not giving it due attention that um, we become absorbed in other phenomena through not noticing, not giving it due attention, not cultivating it Jitta has become absorbed in, um, or afflicted by, or overwhelmed by, um, you know, experiences seem to be stuck, experiences that seem to be me, permanent, self, uh, inclinations towards um, having things, holding things, owning things. Through not understanding the nature of chitta, so and you know that's why so much of the meditation has been focusing or attempting to get closer to the qualities of chitta, which are always manifesting, always there, and uh, it's we it's like we keep not seeing them seeing what they what they direct themselves towards what intentions uh, direct themselves from where they come from where where our actions and reactions are generated and where they land we tend to get into those reactions and inclinations and moods and so on um, and not see the full picture of their where they arise from, where they where they go to, or are skillful, or unskillful. Um, so this is the basis of right view, and so right view, first of all, is a kind of a, a theory. There is the results of good and bad deeds. There is that which is given, that which is offered. There is a beneficial result from giving, offering, sharing. You know, that's a that's an expression. There are there's this world, another world, there's this realm that we think is it. You know, this sensory condition. This is it. Well, there's news for you. There's another one. There's more, and you begin to explore 
subtler states, spaces, sense of space, um, consciousness itself. Um, yeah, there's a lot more going on than just the sense contact. The whole there's the realm of chitta, which has worlds and worlds and worlds within it, afflicted, bright, lustrous, spacious, open. There's a whole. Yeah, do you know? Do you notice that? Mm. So this world is another world. There are um, beings who have realized for themselves liberation. Now, this is a kind of thing we, we hold up as well. This is, this is um, the standard, but maybe that's something I don't think well, that's a nice idea, but I don't really know it for myself. So then your practice is being test out some of those bases. First bases results of good and good deeds, unskillful deeds, uh, where they so where they come from, uh, come from pain, come from reactions around pain, the reactions around dukkha, the reactions around um, loss, the reactions around tension, reactions around fear. Some of these we don't even know the causes, but we can experience the trembling or the shaking or the weight or the oppression or the lostness or the aloneness um, that come from either unskillful deeds or even unskillful deeds done to us so we're also experiencing the results of um, unhappy deeds events that have happened to us not just what we do ourselves so in fact you could say what we are our photograph, our inner photograph, our inner expression of ourself is really this. It's the results of what's happened to us, um, the results of birth, the results of upbringing, and the results uh, of all the attitudes and inclinations and accumulations that you know our chitta has taken on. That that's the realm. When you say you know get an idea of yourself, it's going to be in there. The memories, the bad memories, the good memories, um, the ways of handling things, whether one's a busy person or relaxed person. Or, you know. So, you know, this is the result. Some of it you don't understand, a lot of it we don't understand. Perhaps some, but what we can bear in mind is well what is this you know is this a person or what um, it's a it's a package of perceptions and inclinations it's, it's there uh, because it's shifting and changing and modulating all the time you can't really call it a fixed entity it's not made of flesh and blood um, you know we we can Notice there is this level of it too, but um, that's only a tiny bit of it. Most of it is immaterial, uh, and it's changing and moving all the time. Um, who's that? Which one am I? How much control is there over it? How can this be myself if you know it changes all the time? And there's no ability to um, say make it be this or make it be that. Mm-hmm. 
who's this, what's this this is called vipaka results and from this um, our inclination is to just try to recognize you that right view is also there is a path there is something we can do can be done which is within all this looking for the bright looking for the brighter you know we're not looking necessarily for diamond enlightenment we're looking for something that's brighter more trustworthy more that we would like to um, use as a guide so the inclination towards we call this kusala good it can be broadly you know you name it what does that word mean the good the true the beautiful I like to bring all those up you know, what's beautiful worthy uh, bright and this this root condition is our path you know in a way that's that's our agency that's our that's the one to get going and that's the one to widen and, and get using you know and and bring into the fullness of your thoughts and movements and actions with other people and it will gradually develop and spread you want examples you know practical example well okay so all I can say is there's me it's a thing called me you know there I was born in North London little sort of dumpy place in North London going to a dumpy little junior school kicking around in the playground learning reading and writing you know stuff like that doing the things that boys do you know <laughs> so it's that isn't it it's Louis Parker it was that and you you know you fast forward a few years and what's this you know <laughs> well how did that get there <laughs> how did these inclinations where do they come from how did I get to associate with these people or how did these are the thoughts and concerns I had where did that come from it didn't come from you know North Paddington Secondary School <laughs> so there is some there is you know a root condition uh, that perhaps we don't really know at first it's just hovering it's in the background it's why do you I don't know why you meditate I didn't ask you to come here <laughs> but you've got that root condition and this you know you want to live up to it and naturally you know the clouds come over and, oh I can't be bothered and uh, yeah fed up doesn't work try this try that and the clouds come over but the, there's that root condition the urge for awakening the urge for truth the urge for what do you want to call it without sounding too stiff and pompous about it but purity uh, freedom release is that you know um, we can't really exactly place it but it's it's a, it's there with us and it's you know you start recognizing you know when you let yourself down 
when you uh, are kind of just wasting time. It's like you come off off of off of the keenness, off of the sharpness. And it's true we can't always be that keen and sharp. But you this is why it takes time, you know. To to stay in touch with that takes time because it's not a thought. That's why I'm encouraging awareness of chitta. Awareness of chitta in there is your way out, is your best, is your brightest. And you you all have that. All human beings have that. But you particularly are sensing that. Yeah. You are sensing that. And there's that and there's the vipaka of uh, you know, your culture, your social conditioning, your events of your life, uh, the whole thing is all that. And really, in a way, that doesn't affect it at all. All it does is it, it distracts you, it distracts you, uh, it distracts our attention. Um, or distracts may be a wrong word, but it occupies our attention. Some of it we really need to give attention to. Some of it just entertaining ourselves, really you know, filling up the space. Yeah. So right view is recognizing there really is a, <coughs> a a better. I can be fuller. I can be more complete. I can be. And, you know, and that quality doesn't seem like me. That's what I can say. It doesn't, it's not my personal voice sound, you know. It doesn't seem like me. I am, you know, I'm just this sort of average guy, really. <laughs> I don't feel anything particular, just sort of getting through life and, you know, being around body, aging body, you know, sort of things like this. It's um, personality is what it is, it's okay. Um, but then, you know, I don't have an issue with it really, it doesn't bother me. But at the same time, it's not not the fullness of it's not the fullness of my chitta. It's just just the you know the, the wrapping, if you like. And there, but there is this so meditation. You're trying to come through all this personality stuff, which isn't to be dismissed, but it's to be digested and processed. Because yeah, that's that's part of what we need to we need to manage that, steady that, clear it, clean it, in order to, to come through to this, this uh, innate purity. They don't, can't bypass it. Can't skip over it. And don't get fogged by it. It's not, it's not really your, your best or your truest um, nature. It's just Roy Parker. Oh, we meditate. Sometimes this can seem like, you know, what I'm talking about. What are you supposed to focus on? What's the, 
you know, objects of attention, what's the system, what's the technique? Well, yeah, you know, what's the technique for being honest? Uh, it's uh, to what it takes to whatever you need to do to to get enough sense of calm and attentiveness uh, uh, that and then start to work into the chitta because you're not a system you're a chaotic heap So, you, you know, it's not like a nice square thing that you can work out. It's, it's that you've got to get a good enough tool, but you really what you're handling is not, there's this and there's that, and there's this and that, there's this stage of this, and then this happens. It's not like a linear sequence. It's, a, it's kind of plastic. It's, it's gooey. It's um, impulsive. And you have to, the best guide is, is cultivating jitter, so you've got a lot of of skills around intentionality when to move forward when to pause when to back off when to investigate when to calm when to encourage when to gladden and you kind of figure it out really because but what you do know as long as you are you know doing that from the best qualities you have the highest purity you have the clearest you have you're doing good you're bound to get good results it may take a while before stuff clears but you you, you can't right view is this confidence that you cannot help but get good results if you stay with that intention even though sometimes it seems long or muddy or uh, not clear it, it, it you don't have to know everything you have to clear but you don't have to know everything and you have to get clear enough that your personal stuff is not an impingement anymore it's just what it is uh, it's never going to be really squeaky clean so it's that's why we you know it's um, um, it's calm enough clear enough to relate to it to respond to it this is then we have the chance to keep putting in the good the true the beautiful Think of the beautiful. Um, so this is an aspect of right view. Um, also right view uh, is the understanding of or beginning to take on the conditional nature of, of experience. How this leads to that. This triggers that. When this is present, that's present. When this passes, that passes. This is your wisdom practice and uh, noticing how when I attend to this, this doesn't happen. So you do the example. Notice when you attend to sights or sounds or Buddha rupas or whatever it is, you get these results when you, and that isn't happening. Because, you know, for the chitta that's not, it's a bit foggy we still kind of keep imagining and bringing in these shadow impressions. We're not, you know, like, like some imagining the future. I'm not saying we, we sit there planning the future, but there's this background impression that there's going to be a future. Where is that? Who, what does that? Yeah. 
And with that background impression, which is again not planning, there's the feeling of plenty of time, plenty of time. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, or, well, you see how even a background impression, if, it, if your chitter isn't sharp, it holds these background impressions and they have effects. Because we, well, you know, well, there'll be tomorrow, another year, here we go, and, you know, it sort of goes into this wandering, sort of musing thing. We get philosophical about meditation or detachment, but it's not like, you know, next breath you're a goner, right? <laughs> That's the sort of sense of imminence you want to cultivate, and it's a sharpening of intention. Then what's absent? This dream world of present past and the dream world of all our in what we bring in as myself. You know, it's, it's, it's a dream world. It's got a, it, yet it has effects. Yet it has effects. How many of you have experienced guilt, regret? Uh, feeling something about yourself. It has effects, doesn't it? And where are those events that you feel regret about? Where are they? Yeah. If they're past, why aren't they past? Yeah. Because this blur of time that the you know is that is the dream of time. So in that world, there's, you know, that dream world of time can be have a powerful impression on us. And so there's cause and effect. As long as you exist in time, as long as you believe and operate like you're existing in time, there's going to be a result of that. There's going to be the busyness struggling, the memories, and a certain dulling of, of clarity. Yes. If we understand the perceptions of the past, or perceptions of the past that happen, what's, what's generating that? That could be exactly the same experience in a way. Yeah, this is the dream. Okay. What's that regret about? What's it triggered by? This perception of having, you know, something I did wrong. So, okay, now that, even though it's a dream, it needs to be dispelled. So we turn to that thing and, you know, the process is kindness, compassion, appreciation, equanimity, any or all of those to who you sense you are in that dream, who you feel you were in that dream. You know, whether you were the perpetrator of, of something unpleasant or you were the victim of it, particularly if you're the perpetrator, you, you did something, this is the time to see that person, to remember that person and give them a blessing. Say so it's time to 
move on now. Yeah. And uh, you need to do that to clear the dream. This is this is an example of insight into um, jitta, into and then the results of clearing. You know, when the absence of that, when the absence of that, what's the result? The jitta feels fuller, more complete. What actually happened? You just blew away a dream. That's all. There was nothing really there to let go of, apart from something we were, the jitter was concocting. There's nothing really to let go of. It's just stop creating. Uh, yeah. So this is where you know you can look at de- uh, dependent origination is the right view. And this is a big topic. We could be here all night, a couple of days at least, talking on this one. So I'll spare you the details. But the the essence of it is sankara, uh, sankara conditioned consciousness. So these formative programs, these formative programs in the chitta, infect consciousness to start spinning out an identity of me and it and it, go, it goes on like that you know, that's, that's the groundwork of it and in that there is no respite and as much as I can try me can be as good as I possibly can be and I can try and keep rearranging the world of its to be as comfortable as possible actually there's no respite from that because it's not me and it's not it that's the problem, it's the sankara that generates that. Um, sankara intentionality um, and attention, what's attended to, and contact, designation, what's designated as my friend, my enemy, the past. Something keeps bringing that there. What I should be brings that up. What I wish I was brings that up. What I dread I'll fear I'll never be able to be brings that up. What I dread I might turn out as brings that up. Yeah. This is the concocting of Sankara. So you know, we start to sample even sample the substance of the dream world. It's a world we're so familiar with that kind of it feels like the real thing. The example, you know, the experience of the dream world is it's always moving, it's always shifting. It's kind of oscillating, vibrating, pulsing, running. That's one quality of it. You never really can grab it because even as you get to it, it sort of shifts again. It's 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 like wrestling with a ghost. That's a quality of it. You, know, you try and hold an image of yourself w- without moving, without it, without it changing at all. Yeah. What will you find? Something that has to keep adding thoughts to it to keep it going. 
I'm, you know, I'm a bit dim, I'm not a very good person. That stays, he's this sort of sad being, and then think it again. Or you add to it, another thing I don't do is this. And then what I should be is this. So it has to keep adding to keep the thing going. It's like, a, you know, balloon that's leaking and needs air being pumped into it. It keeps pumping away without this movement, change, uh, plasticity. And you can be really absorbed in that in your meditation and bong, the bell goes and well, it's off to lunch or something. A different world appears, doesn't it? (laughs) It's a hot day or, you know, suddenly another dream changes. And we're so familiar with moving in this experience what is familiar gets taken as as real and it and as a real me moving around in it you know the average person would say yeah that's true yeah. but you try and nail an it down to something that's steady and stable won't change in your mind in your experience or a me that's steady and stable it doesn't shift at all it never fluctuates Where's the real world? So we see this, the quality of that, it's moving, it's emotive, it's changing, it's kind of, kind of certain, um, I wouldn't say foggy, but I mean, it's almost a drugged feeling, I find it's sort of like a sense of, it, it, it hypnotizes. And it mesmerizes and it, you know, it urges and pushes. And, you know, with the dropping of that, even momentarily, there's an experience of a clarity, a space that doesn't move. It's still, it's open, it's got nothing in it, it's. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you touch into that at all, but with that, there just isn't. In that, there isn't the generation of the so-called real world. So, with the ceasing, and it comes through when intentionality and attention uh, rest. There's not an object to attend to, there's no particular drive, motivation. It stops, it's the pause, you can see. And maybe, you know, in this period of time we've been doing this practice, every now and then there's a pause. And you probably think the most important thing is the talks or the meditation practice. The most important bit's been the pausing. <laughs> the rest of it's just gravy, you know, to make it go down a bit <laughs> it's all just been a complete fake <laughs> but you know you need that stuff in order to experience that oh, you know that right and for just maybe a nanosecond there's a sense of uh, what? and then 
we start doing things, you know, that seem like the shoulders a little bit sore, or stretch around, or walk up and down. <laughs> right? It's just that, that kind of na- nanosecond shift, that microsecond where it's just. Right? Now, you know, this is kind of like training one's jitter to, to notice the breaks between things, the pauses in the holes in the dream world where we're not good or bad or this or that or right? and with that mm-hmm. you yeah. what do you say but you keep introducing that possibility to 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 to, to your jitter and to your conscious knowing your conscious so, so then we realize there's this, and then there's the conditioned world. Mm. So we're seeing there is another, yeah, maybe another. Mm. And, um, you know, so that's, there's right view there. Not to, to realize this conditioned world has to be handled, met, with appropriate intentions, um, you know, list of them, and this also this this real world, <laughs> apparent real world, has to be put to can be put to rest. You know, can be withdrawn from without negativity. Just that's enough. Put it to rest. Um, disconnect. So there is a sense of there is a. The arising of the world and the passing of the world, and they occur within this very body with its consciousness, perceptions, and feelings. This is Gainish right view, and hopefully you're experiencing some of that. But to to to, to sort of just that, you know, we experience something, but we don't really get it quite yet. So this is why so much teaching has to occur to 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 get it, you know, to get it and always to start to reorient around that. And, uh, you know, practical, practical example, well, you know, I have to refer to myself because that's the thing I know, this experience is the thing I know best, so I'm not trying to, you know, make this whole personal drama, but, you know, when I, when I sort of review and I don't think, you know, in some ways I've never let go of anything, I've never solved anything, I've never stopped thinking, I've never uh, relinquished desires, or I just lost interest in them. You know, and there's a sense that it's, it's all faded, it's all fading, that the intensity of it's faded. Some things are just gone, you know. But I would see that process to me, when you get, you know, how to stop thinking. Well, you can stop thinking. You can definitely decide to stop, and you can do it for a little periods of time. But more significantly, because you're going to think again, you have to think. So, you know, don't make too much of a thing about stopping thinking, but getting less boggled by it, less fascinated by it. 
then it, then it sort of fades into the background and you don't really notice it anymore maybe you're thinking, maybe you're not but it's not it's not it's not where you're at really you can abide in that that um, something else as an alternative and then of course with that you pick up thinking coming like zooming in to focus on that and uh, so with the ceasing of intention or the you know intention doesn't is not interested obsessed concerned worried about this 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 with the ceasing of that intention then you know and attention giving it a lot of attention struggling with it worrying about its own is the ceasing of this is where you start to pull the plug out or the plug starts to come out and you can get over over time you really get results like that so I would say I hope because <laughs> I, I don't you know I don't think I've done anything any anything abnormal in terms of meditation practice I just keep plugging away at it and uh, sifting the wheat from the shaft, the rubbish from the definitely the rubbishy stuff, and keeping the heart bright and encouraged and serviced to keep going and trust the process. It takes you through some strange stuff, but trust the process. This I consider an aspect of right view. You have faith, trust. Trust in awakening, faith in awakening. It's not it's not adding, it's not destroying, it's awakening. So right view about what awakening is, you know, what what we are, what our possibility is. Well, we have a stories of the Buddha's life and stories of these enlightened beings. So, how practical examples are clearly they can be, you know, made loftier. But, but uh, interesting enough, you know, you get some of these stories of the Buddha seem to always this quality of Mara seem to always pestering him, even right through to his last uh, last dying days. It's, Mara figure saying, "Well, you know, um, so what's that? You know, something saying what you're not. The time someone Buddha was going to lie down and have a rest, and this Mara comes saying, "Oh, look, you're sleeping, dozy, lazing around." This, you think, oh, I know that one. <laughs> you know, this quality of Mara, uh, which is the 
the power of the belief in the conditioned world. And Buddha say, no, it's, this is a body, you lie it down when it's tired. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, not, the Buddha isn't a body. It's not the sense, you have, he said, you have the sense consciousness, Mara, they, they belong to you. I'll hand you that, you know. You can't expect sense consciousness to do more than that. You, you know, that's, that's yours, but there's this, you know. So, you know, recognizing the limitations of the sense consciousness and uh, not getting um, too fretful about it. And you eventually have to find, you know, what fits you. Um, inhabit your own skin. This is why the you know, the Sangha, in a way, the refuge of Sangha is there, and it's the, it's not bhikkhus, it's not bhikkhunis, it's not monks, it's not nuns, it's, it's jittas, and um, that, so the quality of it is that which inclines and commits to Dhamma, that which begins to find realization, that which deepens into realization, that which completes realization. So where are you in that? Where's where's that? Is it not a person, is it? It's uh, it's a jitta. So knowing what is and isn't the Aryan Sangha. It's helpful. You know Buddha, you know Sangha. And uh, Dhamma, Pachatang, know it in yourself, uh, furthering, inviting, encouraging you inward to look, to contemplate, to look inwards, direct, immediate, leading beyond the conditioned world. These are the phrases that we use in the chanting. But to lead beyond the conditioned world, you have to get you know, examine the conditioned world. It's not about being a Buddhist. You know, somebody was saying to me that you know they're a paper Buddhist, which means you sign it on your, you, know, you check this, are you a Muslim or I'm a Buddhist? Click, you know, on a government form. Well, you know, what does that mean? It's like I, I think the last one I did, I was C of E, Church of England. I was about six years old. I think I gave up after that because it just means you don't know, you don't care. <laughs> so just stick it down because that's the that's the standard thing. And the, 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 just keep examining the nature of conditioned experience. Get, don't fall asleep in it. Uh, it's this is what we work with. This again is the right right view. Things are. Mm-hmm. So, what's called the uh, four cultivations or the four roots or ways or pro- to skillful results, chanda, take an interest, get keen. Whatever you do, be there with it. Take an interest in it. Really apply your energy to it. Jitta, take it into your heart, exam- 
we monks examine it closely and these are whatever you're doing in your life these are going to bring the good results so what you're doing if you're going to do it okay don't doubt if you sort of well I don't really want if you think you shouldn't do it don't do it you do it get interested in it apply your energy to it learn take it into your jitta learn how it's affecting this is how you handle the conditioned world and that's affecting you be prepared to okay make mistakes let that go pass and you do this through deliberation through remonsa investigation so these are uh, again over overarching um, themes for practice and you won't regret it